What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of List This. This episode is going to be top five first-person shooters. Uh, my name is Josh. Tonight, I'm joined by Cameron. Hey, everyone. And uh, unfortunately, Cowboy was not able to make it, but in his place is Jim. Hello. Uh, cool. So, first-person shooters are shooters in the first person perspective pretty uh, accurate <laughs> clear that up a little bit we were, we were just talking about the fact that we don't actually talk about the first person shooter games all that much anyway so this is kind of an interesting list for all of us to do but with e3 happening and a yes. lot of e3 is first person shooters and stuff like that so it's a good so, list to do so yeah uh we're we're kind of we kind of stick with the theme so our you know we release an episode every tuesday and uh, friday and the Tuesday and Friday episode tend to have the same thematic kind of uh, um, topics. So this one will be FPS. Next episode will be RPGs. So video game theme this week. Um, so let's go ahead and jump in. Number five. My number five first-person shooter is going to be Left 4 Dead 2. Um, All right. I completely forgot about the Left 4 Dead games, I to be completely honest. Too. Yeah. Left 4 Dead 2 was based in, like, like their kind of their own version in New Orleans. I guess it was based in New Orleans, but, like, the French Quarter was, like, the mod. Like, they didn't do a shot-for-shot recreation of a uh, right. French Quarter. Fantasized. Yeah. 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 The, the um, New Orleans theme. It's like a lazy version. Yeah, New Orleans theme, yeah. It's game um, of zombies. It's realism. <laughs> yeah, you're not running around looking at the stuff like, right, yeah, oh, yeah. look, that's cool. I did because it's New Orleans, but you know. Um, but yeah, Left 4 Dead 2. The I don't know. It was just like a. I don't know if I'm gonna get crap for this. Left 4 Dead series was kind of like a genre-defining FPS in the sense of like, it was a, um, kind of like a, a gauntlet run through a bunch of zombies with like your uh, your objectives every once in a while where you had to like start a crane or you know move a vehicle out of the way to what attract zombies and they had the crescendo events and and then you got to the end you had like the the boss which was like a bunch of tanks and all kind of crap just thrown yeah. at you um and yeah it was just fun you know you get together with some friends you up to four friends and just murder zombies and it was gory and fun and and i think that's actually the factor that would put that like on my list if i had remembered originally is that's what i played mostly left for dead i almost no experience with left for dead too but i remember as like in high school going to a friend's house specifically to play left for dead for a couple hours and that was one of my favorite things was just like the hecticness of it and like getting mad at your friends for accidentally setting off a car alarm when you're running by even if you are the friend that like sets up the car alarm which would be quite often i like being the hero yeah, I mean, it was fun to play co-op. That, that's what I loved about that game, was really just, like, the co-op aspect of it and just yeah. running around in, like, a party with friends and yeah, killing exactly. zombies. Yeah. And it never got old for some reason, even mm -hmm. though you, you could play the same levels. I know they had things that changed up in each level. And there was, like, the witch hiding, too, which is always, like, a scary as hell. Moment. Or if one of your friends suddenly got picked off by, like, a... Um... Um, what were they called? The ones that grabbed you by the tongue and like pulled them in? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, smoker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Smoker. And they had the multi, they had the versus mode in Left 4 Dead. Was it Left 4 Dead 2 that they put the versus mode in or was? I think I it was. I think so, yeah. Because you could have some people playing as zombies, some people playing as humans, which like added to a whole other element yep. to it. Mm -hmm. um, cool. So Left 4 Dead 2 is my choice and we'll move on to Cameron. I mean, uh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. I had a brain fart. Cameron. Number five. 
So my number five pick, um, I kind of had to think about this one a lot. I had a couple choices. Um, I went with Halo Reach specifically. Um, the reason why I went with Halo Reach is they kind of mastered their forge mode in Halo Reach. So you really got the opportunity to kind of build your own levels and kind of do your own things with friends. And they also had firefight mode in Halo Reach as well. So you were able to... I love Halo Reach so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad at least you're saying that yeah but i it was just it was a really fun game the customization was a lot of fun it just i i loved it just all around they haven't really made a halo game for me that's been as good since halo reach honestly when they announced that halo reach was going to be available for pc it made me like a giddy schoolgirl. i was like yes because it's probably it's probably my favorite halo game in the whole series just because you're not focused on master chief you're like I guess you're like superhuman Spartans, whatever, that have these um, like superhuman abilities, right? That are, you know, you're not just a normal person. So it's a little out of reach of like normal, just guy walking down the street, gets thrown into a weird situation. Out but, of reach. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, um, yeah, it's it's just different. It's, uh, it's your standard, not Master Chief. And this- like you said, they... The first level I remember where you're going through like the farm on the planet and there's like these creatures, like little animals running around yeah. and stuff. And it's just like, so it's so cool Well, from the first to the last and a little bit of spoiler on the last, but just having to survive and trying to survive as long as you can on the very last level of the game was an intense feeling. That's not a spoiler. It's, it's just not, like, it it's is, a video it game is it? Like I mean, staying alive nice, is kind like, of the goal of every first person. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, different though point, because yeah. this was once you go, you're gone and that's the end of the game. And that's, you know that, like you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of didn't give you like a real objective to that point, and it was kind of just interesting to see. Just survive, really. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly appreciate Halo Reach, and uh, we are we are better friends now for it. <laughs> All right, moving right along, Jim, uh, number five top first person shooter. So it's actually really interesting that you pulled up or you decided on Halo Reach because I my number five is. The original Halo game, because it was really the only time that I actually owned an Xbox in some way, shape, or form, and Halo was one of the main games that they played on it, and that was another one where it's just a nostalgia factor for me, like, just running through this expanse new, like, open world and seeing these wild, like, little, like, you know, little gremlin-type, like, aliens running around, and again, I had the same aspect of, like, sitting down at night, like, staying over to a friend's house in, like, middle school, like, just staying up all night playing that one and just the difficulty of trying to get through some like the you know the shield guys or just all the different enemies that were all so that felt so new but one of the things that i remember the most i think is finally getting towards the end and having like when you're actually in the center and the feeling that you're getting the accomplishment that you feel when you actually get to you know you get to that point and you're getting through it and my i I remember my heart racing like well actually like trying to trying to beat this and die so many times and no matter how many times i die trying to get through it because i sucked at that game but i loved it um and every time no matter how many times i died i still felt that adrenaline rush of actually like trying to get through it i, I still remember like how much fun it was just to play halo for the first time in China. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. just kind of like a new experience like everything felt quicker than what you had at the time. So the time, one of the popular games was like Ghost Recon. It was very slow moving. You mm-hmm. didn't do a whole lot. Not in terms of what you were doing with Halo. It was like 
almost like the Titanfall of its day in the way that you played the movement mechanics that kind of changed the game. Yeah, it was yeah. like it, it was really what brought a lot of us into that like first person like realm, and not to mention the online factor of it. Yes. That was big. Ushered that was in the era huge. of the first person shooter online. Yes, that was huge. I still have it downloaded on my laptop. I love Halo. Combat Evolved. I love I love the series in general. I think it's kind of fallen off a little bit since they got on. Uh, since they got further along, I th- I'm hoping they're going to bring it back in with Halo Infinite. Um, won't know until it comes out. Yeah. But um, my only interjection is I appreciate the choice and F the Flood. Yes, <laughs> <That's> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I hate the yeah. Flood. Yeah. Pretty much my cinnamons. <laughs> Master Chief is cool. Flood sucks. All right, so moving right along to number four. Uh, my number four, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be Portal 2. Valve's. So here's a question. Does that count as a first-person shooter? I actually Technically, didn't you're put shooting first-person <laughs> I didn't portals. put that in my list because I didn't think it was considered a first-person shooter. I didn't think shooter. it was going to be considered a first-person shooter. Because I, I, I was you totally going to put that in I my list as well. I, I see what you're saying. Real quick, I, I see what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But it's not a shooter. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle platformer in first person. All right. You shoot portals out of a gun. It doesn't specify what you shoot out of first person, right? You are shooting in the first person. All right. In that case, I have a backup. Okay. Uh, my number right. four is going to be Bulletstorm. All right. So okay. Bulletstorm, to me, felt like Gears of War on crack. Because it was like that third person, you run and sprint, but then you have like this cool whip and you like snag people like Scorpion and pull them back and then kick them and blow their heads off. And you get points for the cool deaths that you like the way you kill people, you get points and then you can use the points to upgrade your abilities and stuff. have minor experience with it and I really wish I had played more into it and I don't remember why I didn't because that sounds amazing. I, I was just thinking about that the other day, actually. It's funny that you brought this one up because they did just come out with the remaster. At least I saw yeah, the, the remaster full clip recently. edition. Yeah. 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 And it does look like it made me want to go back and play it. I only got to play it briefly at a friend's house. And it was, it just had an interesting style to it. Yeah. Where I think that's did, what sucked me in yeah. was that cool style and the idea that, like, you could do all that gnarly stuff and, yeah. like, get points for it. It's like this carnival ride of a first person shooter. It's so yeah. interesting. So it's everything, like, a serious first person shooter has, but it doesn't take itself seriously which is like fascinating to me yeah i think that is part of the fun of the game yeah no they would they would it would be great if they had like a sequel to it something more robust too since i know it was almost like an in-between game for a lot of people so my final verdict would be like gears of war meets borderlands kind of whereas like that quirky humor yeah that's fair. okay but, I mean, you, but you still get the or, gore of like uh, gears or, of war games. see i don't know if i would say borderlands or um if I would say, oh, what game is it? It's not, it's it's kind of like Doom to me in a way, where it's like a less violent Doom, a less gory violent Doom. That's kind of the way I look at it. Just because Doom, when they remade that, was all about being... I mean, you still do blow people apart in that game. You do! <laughs> it's, but in a fun way! It's, it's different when there's pretty colors, though. That's... <laughs> when those pretty colors that's, in blood. That's fair, that's fair. So yeah, uh, number four... Since it's not going to be Portal Two, it's going to be uh, it's going to be um, Bullet Storm. Portal Two is a great game, though. It is a great game. I think we can all agree on that. We were all so borderline putting that on our yeah, list too. Oh, exactly. So borderline. I'm sorry that I tried to think outside the box, guys. Uh, <laughs> moving, 
Moving right along to number four, Cameron. All right, so I've got Call of Duty Black Ops 2 as my number four specifically. I'm not going to put a lot of Call of Duty games on like a top list of anything. Oh, man. But, I think it should all be Call of Duty. For, oh, man. For, for the amount of crap you talked about Call of Duty. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. List. Okay, but Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is one of the first online games that I actually prestiged on the multiplayer, so it was like memorable for that just because I played it so often. And more importantly, the game that I always played and I had like an actual group of friends to play was Zombies. Zombies was like the main thing. I actually didn't really care about the main game so much. It was all about the zombie modes, all about the DLC for the zombie modes. And it just, it was, it was just such a fun game to play for that reason. Because again, it felt like a carnival. It felt ridiculously over the top. Now that wasn't the first instance instance of zombies, right? Because no, like I always get no, like so mixed up with which Call ones. of Duty World at War was the first. There zombies. it is. That's yeah. the one that I always played was like that yeah. version of zombies. Yeah. Because I remember running to all the different windows, but I don't think I ever played any of the zombies past that. Yeah. Which I haven't played any zombies after World at War. Uh, um, I don't think I played the Black Ops uh, zombies, but it's gotten ridiculous. I think I did so a couple like, times on the first Black Ops zombies. Where it's like different worlds. I know one game you like take a bus to a different area or something, and then the new one you have like objectives you have to do. It's just like getting. And it's, it's so like its own fun. game now. It's just it's, it is like it felt like there was a lot of exploration there, and it just it was a lot of fun to play. But yeah, I mean the zombies mode honestly is one of the biggest reasons why it's my choice. So I was, I was gonna ask that you didn't choose it for the game itself. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is kind of the thing. I didn't hear you talk about the game. I didn't hear you talk about Black Ops that's like, kind at of all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt, I mean, like the base game, it was Call of Duty. It, it just was. And the zombies added something and it added an extra element that I found to be more fun than what the base game was. I have to say, I've been pretty disappointed with the Call of Duty games as of late. Uh, I bought World War II. I'm enjoying it. The story's good. I haven't tried the online because I don't care. Um, I don't like the run and gun, see how many kills you can get before you die um, kind of aspect of the multiplayer anymore. I think I've grown out of it. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I just... I like... Oh, I know where I was going with that. I like the new Call of Duty they look like they're coming out with, the Modern Warfare. It looks like they're getting away from multiplayer and they're focusing more on a, a, an intense story. So I'm really which I'm, is good. I'm which hesitantly is optimistic if they do it, and that's yeah. yeah. I'm afraid that they're gonna try to stick with the multiplayer because that's their ultimate seller. With it is like doesn't sound like it. I no. but we'll, we'll see. We'll wait yeah. and see. Uh, I mean, we'll wait and see. We'll end yeah. on the note. We'll wait and see for that one. <laughs> Jim, All number right. four. My number four pick is probably a game that no one's really heard of, but it's Resistance on the PlayStation. I remember. Do you remember Resistance? Yeah, with it's, like the three-headed bugs or whatever. The three-eyed bugs. I don't remember three-headed yeah. bugs, but it was it to me when I first <laughs> played it. It felt like PlayStation's version of Halo in a knockoff way, but it was. Which is what it was supposed to be. I think, I think, I think it was, but like, I love that like it wasn't a futuristic otherworldly game. Like the other world was brought to you in like an old school setting in like a nineteen like you know mid nineteen hundreds like setting. Where you're still using like the old weapons of like World War II and stuff, and I remember playing through that game like crazy. Of course, it was just a running gun, like in its core, but I think the idea of just fighting off the alien horde was just ultimately fun for me. And Resistance Three brought that again, almost in a newer kind of way. But like they have the online, and that was really the only online that I played a lot of was Resistance Three online. 
I unfortunately never got to play Resistance. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just like, looked it up just to make sure that we were on the same page. But yeah, no, I, I remember seeing it, and it did look like a fun game. It had it like, an interesting grit to it that like Halo doesn't have, and it's... Yeah, because there was there were, there were times where I mean you are fighting in, you know, in like European cities, like you're going to like you know you're going to a lot of like historically famous like cities and like in the war times, and there are times where you're trapped in the subway, there are times when you're trapped in the subway and it feels you you kind of have the like scary claustrophobic type of feeling, but like not obviously not as intense as like, you know, Dead Space brought in you know and those types of deals, but. You know, you got to be in more familiar areas fighting off alien hordes with, I don't want to say rudimentary weapons, but like weapons that weren't nearly as what they are today. And that like adds a certain element of difficulty to it, too. The Tommy gun is a pretty sweet ass gun. I, I don't know if you use that. I don't know. I know you definitely don't use a Tommy gun, but I well, think it screwed. would be amazing. I know, right? <laughs> Tommy gun, if you, just as a side note for that, the Tommy gun, if you have it in a game, I'm going to use it. That's just how it is. It's like my favorite weapon. I'll probably buy your game if you just say included in the game is a Tommy, Tommy gun. gun. With like, a drum mag. If it has that's the drum what I'm saying, mag, that's the only way I would use a that's Tommy what gun I love. With drum that's mag. where we differ. Don't give me that face. I'm old school. I'm stick mag. But see, I'm like I'm like old school mobster. That's what I, that's what I, when I think of Tommy gun. I think of like a like you know a, a zoot suit and like shooting up some stuff. Yeah, with a big so drum. I'm showing Jim the picture of the four eyed alien yes, on the cover. Versus that's it. Insomniac too. That's what I, I forgot was it was done by yeah. Insomniac. Yeah. That was, that was my a good choice. first that's an experience interesting with them. choice to bring up. I didn't even. Yep. I forgot about that game. Oh, dude, it was I so good. If I could go back and play it, like, I don't know how good it actually was because obviously I was young, but... So, that's a good question. any of you listeners out there still on a PlayStation 3, go ahead and whip out Resistance and put that bad boy back in. Play through it. All right. Number three for me, guys, is going to be Halo Reach. Oh, all right. Um, I didn't want to spoil the surprise when you right. announced it as your number five. Um... I mean, I kind of already covered it when you put it on your number five. That's kind of the the downside of having it on a list before I get to it. I mean, there, there, um, yeah, that's you true. You have different reasons but, for why you like yeah. it. Well, it's it's kind of the same reasons. It's because it's that break from Master Chief. Because you played Master Chief like four games in a row, and you're just like, all right, you know, I'm going to get knocked it down. I like get more... back up again and come back for another adventure. So it was like seeing it from like, like I said earlier not from a normal person's perspective, but a normal, more normal than Master Chief. I think, I think really what it did is it made them seem like they can, like, honestly, like they can die. Because at that point, like, you bring up the fact that we had played Master Chief so many times, and Master Chief had basically become Superman at that point. He's just kind of unbeatable. And then you play this game, and they're not unbeatable. And they're real people. They have, like, real emotions. You actually get to see behind the mask. It makes it more interesting. It makes it more fun to play. Not to mention they're all very colorful in their suits as well. It almost sounds like a more relatable like type of way. Like, you know, there could be a potential future where like this type idea of a soldier could be eventually like Which if you wanna hear us bitch about Superman, you can go back to episode two. And you'll find a very interesting dishonorable mention. There's a good rant on there. (laughs) Yeah. Um but yeah, Halo Reach, um, I don't know it. It uh, like you said, the forge, the multiplayer. That's really when I started watching Rooster Teeth um, and the Achievement yeah. Hunter and stuff like that, where they would make their own maps and then they would put their maps up for for their listeners and their viewers to go download. So like, I would be playing on this cool custom map that 
Jeff and uh, and the guys at um, Rooster Teeth are playing on, and I just thought that was so cool. That was a really cool aspect. I think one of my favorite things I ever made too is we. I, I used to build maps on there all the time, and I built just a wall in the middle, mongoose on either side, and you had a guy in the back with a sword just jousting. That's <laughs> one of the most interesting games great. you can play, but you can't do that in a lot of games, and it just it made it so much fun. It was a good game. It really was. Was it just called Warthog Joust? Basically. Right, <laughs> cool. Pretty uh, pretty uneventful uh, name there. <laughs> On the nose. <laughs> All right. Cameron, I would like to hear your number three. So my number three is going to be Titanfall. I adored Titanfall. The first one specifically, I just really, really loved. Um, there are just so many aspects of the game. The movement system just made like this whole, like it created this whole new world to first person shooters for me. And the ability to just like run off of walls and cling to them and shoot guys from positions they weren't ready and to get shot from positions where I wasn't ready. And then worst of all, to be like ready to take something from someone and then have a mech just drop down on top of you. It just, there's so many different variables to that game. It really brought so a much whole fun. new element to yeah. like online multiplayer games. And I think that's what made it such a big, massive thing. Cause I just started recently playing Titanfall 2. Okay. So I'm like brand new to the whole like mech and wall running yep. and like, but it's just, it's so cool to have that well, mech come down and you just go on a Welcome rampage. to the mechs, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it's just so cool to have the mechs and just go nuts and people like, you know, even though like that's not always the case. I but. agree. I think that Respawn had balls to go and make a first person shooter, like with the original Titanfall. Yeah. Because first person shooter is such a saturated genre, mm-hmm. right? And, um, just to have them and then to add the mechs, because honestly, I'm not a mech guy. Like, Mech Warrior and stuff, hated those games. Just, yep. It wasn't for me. I agree, it's not for me. But yeah. I love, I never played Titanfall, but I got Titanfall 2, okay. and I love it. It's my so only, much fun. My yeah. only gripe is that multiplayer, if you're good enough, once you get your mech, you're never coming out of it. That's my only gripe. See, that's, that, see, that's, I can see that with some players. I never use the mech. I always drop it and then it just follows me. I don't ever actually get in it because I got kind of tired of the mech gameplay to me felt like I was just in slower moving Call of Duty almost because then it's just linear gameplay. Yep. Whereas if I get out of the mech, there's so much, there's so many more options that I have. And even taking down the mechs as a person is way more fun than it's doing so it gratifying. Mech. It's, it's so gratifying it doing that. Um, and I, they may have made a change on that in Titanfall 2. Um, because, I mean, I don't know how they did in Titanfall 1, but you have different mechs, and I know some of them have different features, but I enjoyed being able to jump up and pull out a battery. Oh, yeah, no, a I, it's, it's been in there since, yeah. like, the first one. The yeah. only thing I loved more about Titanfall 1, real quick, I'll say, is that there felt like there was more variation in the maps. In Titanfall 2, I feel like I'm repeatedly playing the same maps. Yeah, I don't know if it's just, like, it feels that. like there's a lower player base or something, so you're getting hit with the same map over and over again. And just, I think that's what made me love the first one a little bit more. It's just always that variation. Uh, my final thought on that is that I actually played Apex Legends before I played Titanfall 2. Same. So I was very surprised to see that they just reused the weapons yeah. from Titanfall 2. In Ape- so it's like, it leads me to believe that it's the same universe. I don't know That's, if they've made that explicitly clear. I don't follow Apex Legends that closely. But it would lead me to believe that they have the same weapons with the same names and the same abilities that it would be in the same universe as Titanfall. Yeah, so that's and I'm, I'm not really sure. It does feel like it is, but the the gameplay doesn't feel like it is. I guess that's where I'll end yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, Titan for me, it's a difference in like characters. Like, there's such a different like type of characters in the like, Apex Legends, and like I, it just makes me feel yeah. like it's going to be completely different universes. Yeah, Jimbo, uh, number three. What did awesome. you get for the middle middle guy? Awesome. Right in the middle. My middle guy is I, I, 
it's probably I don't know if it's one of like the more like le- or like the least liked of the, the series, but the Far Cry Primal game. I loved Far Cry Primal. It was actually probably my real first introduction to the Far Cry universe. All right, would that be a shooter? Because that's like sticks yes. and stones. That yes, is it a is. Shooter. Yes, it is. That because is you're using shooter. arrows and bows and spears, and you can actually throw your clubs too. So, and it is all done from first person, and you are shooting stuff at people. There's like so. this defeated look on Josh's face. Right. I just make it <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love this game, and I love the idea because you can't just go run into something like just firing off an automatic weapon. You know, like, there is an element of, like, stealth and strategy to it. Primal to me, too, was, like, this weird leap of faith that Ubisoft took. Because what do we do with a game franchise that's known for dialogue and for comedy and humor? It's just throw it the other direction. But, and, but and they do this. did do that in a sense, because if you know the right. character Erky the Thinker... Like probably one of my all-time favorite like video game characters, they, and they do it. They do it well. It's just it yeah. feels like a departure, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's that gameplay that you love too. Yeah, like you adore. It's definitely in a way, it's it. its own like separate thing in the Far Cry. But world. the big question is, was it like a like a needed departure? Because you had four Far Cries before that, right? Well, see, or that's the that's the funny thing is, so we you actually have. I think over five because Four or five, you yes. also had Far Cry Blood Dragon, which was a departure the other direction. That's a future like video game mm-hmm. like, like the wear yeah. type of departure, like this '80s type of departure, and that's and I think Primal went the other direction that people kind of wanted to see, especially after Far Cry Four introduced a lot of the older weapon aspects, like you're using more bows, you're using more rocks to distract people. So Blood Dragon was like the Kung Fury, right? Yeah, like the Netflix. Kung, yeah, yeah, okay. It was but fun. I, I also think it's too. a really cool thing that like Far Cry, like the Far Cry universe does, is like they do these kind of way out of like the norm things to kind of break up the the main games because like they just kind of recently did it a little bit with the new uh, new dawn yeah with new dawn. game two where they went like a completely different direction too with it in a, a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. and i think that's a really fantastic thing that they do but primal just really set like a brand new ground and there was just so many different elements that you don't get in the other games that yeah. i loved oh no i totally agree yeah number two is gonna be none other than borderlands 2 um, some of you may be surprised that Borderlands 2 did not make my number one. I'm not surprised it didn't make your number one. I was expecting it somewhere here. I'd have been I surprised was if it too. wasn't on your list, but yeah. I figured you'll, it was going to be somewhere between three and one. So. I think once I explain my number one choice next, you'll understand why yeah. it didn't take the top spot. Again, it doesn't feel like shock to me. But like, I, Borderlands, it's, it's also one of those games where I've played it enough now that it's like less my favorite because I've done everything that there is to do in it so it's more of just going back and playing more of the same loot fatigue yeah yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. so that's why I'm kind of concerned about Borderlands 3 because yes it's a new story but is the gameplay going to feel so fresh that I'm going to feel like I'm playing a whole new game or if I'm just playing Borderlands 2 in like a different environment and see I think that's where I'm a little bit different is like I haven't quite like gotten to that point where I'm just straight up looting everything because like I finished the game and I'm working on a second playthrough, so I still have that like grind and that build and like where I'm trying to complete this character as mm-hmm. opposed to just like, well, I finished the character, I finished the story. You know, I don't really feel like playing any of the characters. Let me just go grind for better loot and hope for, you know, just keep playing, replaying everything. And I know we've talked about this before. We've talked about the fatigue of Borderlands gameplay because I myself am not a huge fan of Borderlands. I played the first one quite a bit. It was it was okay to me. It was kind of fun. It was just a basic like loot shooter to me. Um, Borderlands 2, I've kind of picked it back up to replay it. 
Yeah, um, he was playing it when we walked I in. I was yeah. playing it today. <laughs> Which is great. And Which I am actually great. enjoying it a little bit more now. It just it's the problem for Borderlands for me is that they take so long to get going. And it's the type of game that after watching the trailers and seeing everything that it's about, I want it to just be quick moving. I want it to be like Bulletstorm. Like we were talking about earlier. Throw you in and let you go. It is a little bit difficult to like start because you have to be able to unlock your weapon slots. You have to be able to actually start finding weapons, you know, and, um, so real quick, I want to say a couple positive things about Borderlands because I feel like we yes. just yeah. that's, this is my number two. This is my number two. Let's take a crap all over it. Um, <laughs> so no, I, I really enjoy the the um, the illustrious uh, weapons array, like the array of weapons, the amount of weapons. The characters are good. I know I have a couple friends that disagree that think the humor is really crappy. And, I and love the characters, especially kind Handsome of, Jack. Uh, like, I love to hate Handsome Jack. I love the diversity of the characters, the fact that they feel like they are their own person. Like, mm-hmm. every character feels like an individual. Especially when they have the little comments yeah. that they have thrown in there every time. Uh, I wish great. there was a little more population in the world. We'll do we... Do we all agree that Tiny Tina is probably one of our favorite characters? Yes. <laughs> Actually, let's not answer that. Let's save that for another top five. That's, a good, that's, another, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, and then the just the DLCs, how they, they each of them, the Tiny Tina Dragon's Keep. If you haven't played that yet, Cameron, because I know you're playing it through, I think, one of the my first time DLCs again. One of my favorite DLCs, by far. I think um, one of my favorites. Is basically D&D in Borderlands. It's amazing. Okay. It really um, is. Okay. And it just feels like the DLCs that they put out are like a breath of fresh air to get you to keep coming back, at least until you finish that DLC and then you run into that fatigue again. So. Which relevant because they just announced new DLC for Borderlands yep. 2. Yeah, Which did. I think is genius marketing to bring people back to the game before yes. they jump to Borderlands. It is, yes. it is a On top of them to releasing it for free on PlayStation Plus yep. because they did do that for PlayStation Plus users. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it is. I, I will say right now it has me hooked, and I am especially interested in the DLC that yeah. leads into their next game that's coming out. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, I choice. haven't played it yet either, so... Uh, yeah, Borderlands 3. All right, so my number two, and I don't know how much we've talked about this before, Josh. So my number two is Payday 2, which is one okay. of my favorite first-person shooters, a game that I just adore. I, I've always loved the idea of heists, and I've loved, I loved heist, movie, heist movies and games whenever they let you do those sections, but there was never really a game dedicated yeah. to it. And then that's when Payday 2 came along, and since it's come out, it's, it's actually been upgraded a lot more. When it originally came out, it was kind of clunky in some ways. Um, but just the idea of being able to take a group of friends plan out a heist that's the biggest thing is plan it out and choose what information you have and being able to then try and like execute that as perfectly as you can it's just it's so gratifying to win and it's so like just heartbreaking to lose at the same time I think that was one of, one of my big things is I would have loved to have played that game a lot more if I had like a consistent group to continue to play with which I never had because like you know high school and like into college like it was a weird time it so makes like, a difference it was just yeah. like so I never had much of a chance to like I bought the game at full yeah. price which is even more upsetting the AI blows in that game see <laughs> yeah, it did. The security guards. that's the thing is yeah. I do agree but I got it um, for Xbox One when they re-released it and it is much better now okay. they give you more money for completing missions they don't just send it to an offshore account which is the most, <laughs> like the dumbest way to take money from players that want to see the game but they, they send it to still to the offshore accounts but you still get to keep a lot of your money and they did upgrade the ai they upgraded they upgraded the world a lot like the world feels more like it's breathing on its own which is interesting but yeah it's a fun game um i appreciate it's it's a crazy game because like you jump in and you just go balls to the wall right where it's just 
I'm moving cocaine. I'm cooking meth. I'm like, and if you cook I have meth to... wrong, which they don't tell you how to do it, except for like one quick radio chat. Yep. And oh, if you're great. in the middle of firing a gun, you cannot hear them, and you can just blow up the whole house, yep. which is one of my favorite aspects of the game too. Yep. It's just, it's so. I never even knew that most of those were there. The only one I ever had a chance to really play was the money heist from the bank, where so, like it's a lot of sneaking around the beginning until you get to a point where you just say screw it and yep. you just like let's just do it. So there's there's a, um, a couple times where I was playing with some friends, and you can actually complete that section of the mission. You don't have to cook meth at all. You can just blow up the lab and then and just, get back in the van and leave. Yep. So you're just like, <laughs> it's like the quickest mission, and it's super funny. But you get just, more money for making meth. You That's... do get more money, but I think there's more because it's like a three section oh, yeah. no, level. Some of those are... So you get more money yeah. by just skipping yeah. it at some point. That, and that's um, another thing. I'll, I'll kind of wrap this one up by mm. saying that's another thing that I really liked about it is the the difference in the heist. Some heists were simple. You plan them out like the original bank heist. You go mm -hmm. in one day, you're out that same day. Mm. Uh, there were other heists that were multiple step processes. Like you had to go through this level and then through this level. And if you failed on one of the earlier ones, it was going to affect the levels later down the line. And that's what made Which that I love so games. interesting. Do that kind and of stuff. So it was always surprising, and it made every level feel different every time. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I wholeheartedly appreciate Payday too. I was thinking about that. I guess that is a first-person shooter. You're it shooting yes, first person, so yes, that, that qualifies. Although Portal Portal, Portal Two Portal does best. not. <laughs> I'm still on that. Uh, Jim, number two. All right, my number two is. I'm going to specifically say Bioshock, although all of the Bioshock games to me were fantastic. I didn't play 2 till way later, but like I still enjoyed that game a lot. But the first Bioshock was probably my favorite gameplay-wise of the three, just because Infinite was got a little frustrating. The story was so much better, but the first Bioshock was amazing. And I loved the aspect of not only shooting from one hand, but having the, the salt... Oh, no, that's uh, infinite, having the injections or whatever to give you the powers in your other hand, where you can just roast somebody with fire and then unload on them with a Tommy gun right after that because it was right at that same area. Now, here's, here's the problem for me is I've never played Bioshock, and I get crap for that all the time. Um, but funny enough, I've started it three times, and so I think we're going to have this theme every episode, Cameron, because we talked about this one time where one of your Dishonorables was a person who played the part too well and you yeah. hated them for it. Yeah. So yeah. like they the did it right, yeah. but you didn't like it. And that's why I don't like Bioshock. It's too slow for me. Okay. But it's supposed to be slow. In some parts, yes. Because I mean, it's essentially, it's a survival horror. Yes. If you break that's it down, exactly it's a survival it horror. Yeah. Um, where you shoot things sometimes. And, uh, it's sometimes in hordes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's where it gets really crazy. I, maybe I've just not made it into the game far enough, but I just, I've tried it a handful of times and yeah. I just can't. I might try Infinite. I've heard Infinite is a different Infinite's game. Infinite is amazing. Yeah, Infinite is way better story-wise and it's way more open world because you're in a sky city as opposed to an underwater you know, civilization. I always, always like the brighter. This is just for me. I always loved the brighter games too. I've never really loved the dark, kind of dreary games. I like the bright yeah. colors. And stuff oh man, like you would. There's, there's exceptions. There's exceptions. You would hate Outlast. <laughs> no, I've played Outlast. I like Outlast. There's I, exceptions. I quit. There's, it scared me. There's <laughs> no layers of fear. If you've never played that, that one scared me. Just took a couple footsteps in the hall and a woman crying, and I was out. That was, <laughs> <laughs> now, 
So if you never played that one, but yeah, I mean, Bioshock is one that I never really played for that reason. Infinite did look more interesting to me. Infinite was Infinite was amazing in its own right, but I just I, I like to wrap to kind of wrap up this. It's like I love the idea of like having the powers in one hand and the the guns in the other hand, and like just the, the again the survival horror aspect of it to really get your blood pumping in a way because Infinite kind of did it in in a way as well, where there's a lot of survival more so than sometimes in shooting, but. Um, I mean, overall, just all three of the games were, were super fantastic in, in their own right. Um, we're going to move on to number one in just a sec. I just want to say that I appreciate all of your choices, that you're not just going through and saying, my choices are Call of Duty 1, 2, 3, <laughs> Black Ops. Yeah, Call of Duty. No I made other a joke about Call of Duty us. being every game on the list earlier, and I want everyone to know that that was a joke, and I'm not putting Call of Duty on everyone on my list because I'm not a The funny part is he didn't all. share that joke with us. It was a joke I that he it. kept to I himself. said it. I said it. I, nobody heard it, but that's, that's me. Um, but yeah, so Bioshock, Jim, number two. Bioshock. Nice. All right, so we are going to move on to... Dun, 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 dun. So my number one is going to be, let me pull up my list so I can make sure I get the right game here. Um, all right. This may take you by surprise. Call of Duty 2. No. Actually, that's no, not super surprising. Knowing you, that's not surprising. Yeah. Knowing me, what does that mean? It's not the most surprising choice <laughs> yeah. in the world. Well, I mean, you're a, like a historical. All right, war, fine. Like, First person, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. There you go. That's it. That's surprising. Like, you if you had said Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, like that would have thrown but me But that's off. not first person, is it? Yes, no, it is. Oh, it is? It is, yeah. They finally made it first person. <laughs> <laughs> finally, we've been asking but for back it. Back to Call of Duty yeah. 2. So, Call of Duty 2 um, was like the first first person shooter. After Delta Force, if you guys know what Delta Force is, I was playing Delta Force on dial-up, so that shows my age. Um, but uh, but Call of Duty 2 was like the first first person shooter. First of all, I'm a I'm a huge World War II buff. Um, just the fact that they took the time to make um, you know the World War II accuracy and, and all that stuff, the historical accuracy. You get to storm you know Omaha Beach, and um, and then I actually was in a clan. <laughs> back then and so we did you know we played games with other clans and stuff and it was my first time kind of like being in a gaming family and so it has like this spot that's near and dear to my heart and I actually went back um, so last week was the 75th anniversary of G-Day and I went back and I played Call of Duty 2 just so I can go back and storm the beaches and relive that and just kind of relive Call of Duty 2 because I love it and I can go back and it's one of those games that even though it doesn't really hold up graphically or the gameplay. You know, you have all the sliding and in the game, no. yeah, but like, it holds up. Yeah, even today, it holds up well enough to be interesting to go back and play. I so so with the early Call of Duties, um, I actually wasn't a huge fan of them. I was still totally in love with Medal of Honor at the time, so I was playing Medal of Honor games still, and even going back and replaying old Medal of Honor games, and also I was playing Ghost Recon at the time. So it took me a while to get into Call of Duty, um, but I do remember playing Call of Duty too, and it was a fun game. I mean, it was definitely it was before they kind of went downhill into the same yep. mechanics over and over again. I believe Call of Duty 2 was the first time Captain Price showed up, also. So that's kind of a neat fun fact. And he's coming back in the new Modern Warfare. Yeah. Alright, Cameron. Alright, so my number one is I'm nervous because he has a big smile on his face right now. <laughs> my number one is actually not surprising. If you know me, it is Far Cry 4. 
I adore the whole Far Cry series, every bit of it. Maybe not so much the first one, I guess. But after that, I adore the whole series. That's when they kind of started getting fun. They started getting interesting. Um, but Far Cry 4, for me, just had a great story. It had a lovable and charming villain who, at, by the end of it, still didn't really feel like such an antagonist to me because there were so many other people that felt like antagonists, even though they were kind of on your side and kind of weren't. And it just the, the gameplay, like I remember my first time um, driving a car down the road and watching as the car in front of me just gets like driven over by a rhino like that is a moment in a game where you just kind of don't forget it or watching a guy that i'm trying to go buy something from and he walks to the bank of a river and a crocodile just pulls oh my him God. in and it's just it's moments like that in the game that are unscripted and they're just kind of there and they're yeah. there to just make the world feel real and i just i love everything about it far cry 4 is actually one of those ones i keep needing to go back and play because i actually started that game to try to co-op it with a buddy but we never got around to doing it. So it was it's always ever been the game that I just started and that was it. But I one of the things that I has already stuck with me is I suck at driving in that game. The drive I just cannot grasp those driving mechanics. Yeah, I mean the driving mechanics in that game I do remember a little <laughs> bit. They fixed them a little bit more in Far Cry Five, which is actually another great game as well. Far Cry Five is really good. Um Far Cry I did 5 enjoy is, I did play through all of five. I do think five is actually more fun in the co op aspect than four turned out to be. I would be. imagine yeah. but four was like their first try at it. But yeah. I mean four is just and like four came out with all the cool DLC too and they did the Yeti DLC which was, oh yeah, so there's a oh Yeti God. DLC, which is terrifying, because there's just real Yetis in the game now, yeah. and that's that's what you're going after, and you're hunting them down. But it also continued the story, and actually, they end the story in the Yeti DLC, funny enough, which is a weird place to fully end a story. I'm kind of like you with Bioshock. I've never played Far Cry 4. I played 3, but... See, in 5... five I've been wanting to play 4 because you get to ride an elephant. Through. Ooh. And so that was like enough. I was like, I want to ride that elephant. <laughs> and I still, I'm like, seriously, from Game of Thrones, right? Even... I just want elephants. <laughs> yeah, isn't that reason enough? Um, cool. Yeah, but I, I did, I did appreciate three. So I imagine four is just three, but better. Four is just an upgraded three, and then five takes some elements to a whole new mm-hmm. level and makes it upgraded as well. Like but it's more grounded, like right, in like reality where it's. It is, and, and there's still things that aren't. They use reality to make it not so much a grounded game, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Like They use like drugs and stuff like that to make you feel like it's not as grounded. Gotcha. Um, but Far Cry 5 is also a great game. I just 4 is forever going to stay in my heart. As I did game. have some problems with 5, but I think that's a conversation that you and I are going to have to have later. That is. <laughs> that's probably a much longer conversation, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, cool. Jim, All right. what is your top... First person shooter. My ever number one first person shooter is. I kind of wish I changed my list up a little bit, but that still remains the same. My number one is gonna be Borderlands. Borderlands two to be exact. Borderlands two was really the first, uh, the first first person shooter game that I ever completely immersed myself in. I found myself on like eight nine hour days where i would get up and i would play and the next thing i know it's dark out again and i've been sitting there playing all day doing nothing but side missions and i didn't even get a chance to do the story mission i played that game so many times and it's like there's just like one of my i think one of my all-time favorite aspects of it is not even just the the gameplay itself it's the art style it was like really something that like took a completely different 
type of art style. Well, and I think that's interesting too because I remember hearing when the original Borderlands game came out that one of the things that they wanted as developers is they wanted a specifically unique art style mm-hmm. because supposedly they had originally developed it for a whole other type of engine and it was much more They detailed. developed it as a realistic, right, and it yeah. was a realistic yeah, yeah. type game and then they decided like artistic expression instead and they just redeveloped and i think that was one of their most successful things that did is that that comic booky like you know kind of art style and it's really you know and like more so than the gameplay too i also like again love the characters because even though i never really i never played the first borderlands but that didn't make any of the characters that they brought in any less special because even though they were the playable characters from the first game Mm -hmm. like i still thoroughly enjoyed I agree. I actually started with two and went back recently, like within the last two years, and played the first one. If it was I a- will say that they got rid of the fall damage because you got fall damage in the first one, yep. yeah. and it is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I am so thankful I can jump off the top of a building in two and <laughs> nothing happens. The first one is a little more grounded. There's still those grounded real-world elements. In I found that if it wasn't for the remastered edition of the first Borderlands... I don't think I ever would have been able to go back because I tried on multiple occasions to go back and play the first one, and going from two to one is such a difficult thing to do because it's yeah. it's it's you could tell that it was definitely like their first their first game like in this type of in the, in this world and in this and then like the refinements that they made in two made it like just helped make it so much better. And I know I said it before, but I love to hate Handsome Jack. Like he is probably one of my like most loved video game villains and. I mean, just for, like, multiple reasons. So, spoiler, he's dead. He's gone. He's no more. Way to spoil that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured with the game. It's only been, what, seven years? (laughs) Yeah, well, seven years is not enough, okay? (laughs) Yeah, and I think one more thing... According to the Russo brothers, like, two weeks is long enough to spoil stuff, right? Yeah, according to... Um, And one more thing on that, I love that they also did, like, Handsome Jack's story in the the pre-sequel as well, too. Like, they... Pre-sequel is a conversation for another day. Yes. That was... There's uh, things I like about it. Yeah. And there's more things I don't like about it. But, again, you're right. I think a discussion for... So, before we move on to honorable mentions, fun fact about the pre-sequel. It was made by 2K Australia. 2K Australia had a... um, I believe it was two... I forget how many DLCs they had in that game. I think it was two or three. Because they had the, the... Where you go inside Claptrap. And then they had another one. And then... But they fulfilled their DLCs, and then they shut 2K Australia down. Did they go bankrupt? Something. Yeah, like, I, something like, happened. Like, where, yeah, that's yeah. so unfortunate. So, but it was interesting. So I, there was there was a long period of time where like I didn't think there was going to be another Borderlands, like at but all. Because I didn't think the studio was ever going to go. Everyone on Pandora speaks English, and then everyone on Pandora's Moon has an Australian accent. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. That's, I guess that's canon. I, I was going to get around in the pre-sequel eventually. I'll do that too. Eventually. I think yeah. I think it's worth... It's definitely worth a playthrough. Yeah. It's probably not worth as if much as... If not for like, the lore itself, because they yes. do a pretty good job of tying one and two together. Or or two in... Two like, in... I think... Two in pre-sequel or whatever it was. It's but, more of like... It's more connected to the two yeah. world, They do a good job to bridge the gap, basically. In like the lore gap. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So those were our top five first-person shooters. Like it or not, that's what we got. I think we had portal. a. I think we had a really so. interesting like spread of games that I don't think a lot of people like 
remember or yeah. think a about a lot of variety often. there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I think yeah. is good. Yeah, it wasn't like Apex Legends, Fortnite, you know, like all like the ones surprise. That you think no of battle the... royales made it to the list because yeah. I guess I'm not PUBG, a big battle royale PUBG player. first person could technically, I guess, count. I but I mean, it's it's such a small aspect of the game. But it's honestly. not a first person shooter per se. It's no, more battle royale. It can than be a first person shooter. Yeah, just like the Battlefront games can be not Battlefront, yeah, but Battlefront. Yeah, but yeah. Um, cool. So moving on to honorable mentions, I think we're gonna have some kind of a noise clip there, maybe. Instead of bit. just you so doing finger guns, finger guns. Not, guns nobody to Josh see. saying that we, yep. he thinks we're gonna have <laughs> hey, it. And that's hey, honorable mentions. <laughs> do do do. There you go. I think we um, should just keep that. That's great. Oh man. Um, my honorable mention is gonna be Portal Two. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> My honorable mention is actually Call of Duty World at War. Um, we had discussed Call of Duty earlier. Um, like I said, I'm a sucker for World War II. Um, I just, I love learning about it. I hope to get a master's degree in World War II history eventually before I die. Um, but Call of Duty was, so Call of Duty 2 was number one on my list. It was like the PG, PG-13 rated Call of Duty World at War was like the R, <laughs> like the hard R. I where did enjoy the yeah. people World were losing limbs and getting blown up, and you could stab people. And you also sh- had tanks in that one, right? You did have was it drivable tanks in World at War? Um, one of them has them. One of the Call of Duty games. Um, yes, it was. There are certain maps in like multiplayer and stuff yeah. where you can get in yep. tanks, which changes um, the dynamic of Call of Duty a little bit. Yes, yeah. uh, I believe one of the maps was called Silo. Where it was like a train track in the middle of the map, and there were two things on the sides, and you had tanks that would come and battle each other. Um, but yeah, I, I and I think it was one of the first times where they got a notable voice actor to come or a notable actor to come in and voice it, which is Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. And Gary Oldman actually did the uh, voice oh, of the, the Russian. Um, so that's kind of where they started their whole bring in big actors to do. I, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Um, before actually making the characters look like the actor, yeah, before like Kevin Spacey, just, before just putting them in the game. That's. Yeah. But again, Sam Worthington. Uh, yeah. 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 But again, I think like the multiplayer in that game was awesome. I played it for years. I still go back and play it every once in a while. I want to get a wild hair. There's still a few servers that are not tainted with uh you know mods and aimbots and crap like that um and uh yeah like i said it's just i like that it was this more realistic view of world war ii where it's like people actually died but they didn't just fall over dead they like some of them got blown to pieces some of them got you know these really traumatic injuries and it really dove into that like psychic thing too i feel like you had to see this first opportunity to to do something like that too Mm -hmm. because i think that's really where like that was I, I feel like that was a Call of Duty that brought the masses into Call of Duty because like I don't I never really knew about Call of Duty before World at War mm. like I think that was the the, the game that really shaped yeah. like Call of Duty players now it's where it slowly started to kill off like the first person other first person shooters from the time yeah um, my other reason for making an honorable mention and not putting it on my list is because. The game came out, I played it for a couple months, and then I actually left for Navy boot camp. And by the time I got out and got back to the like the real world, yeah, everybody moved on to other stuff. So I have like this I have like this love-hate relationship where I'm like, crap, I wish I could play this with a bunch of people, but nobody wants to play it anymore. So um, but I love it. Just not enough to put it in my top five. <laughs> Cameron, 
Who is uh, honorable? What game is honorable okay. in your eyes? So I feel like my honorable mention is going to be a surprise. It's a game that was shrouded in controversy when it first came out just because of those things that we all love, which is, you know, like the little pay elements of games where you have, like, buy this customization skin, buy all this. Anyway, oh, Evolve no. is what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were going to go Battlefront with the microtransactions. No. <laughs> okay, good. But Evolve was kind of mired by all of the microtransactions people didn't like it it honestly didn't really change the game that much so to me it didn't really matter but the gameplay itself was a lot of fun you're with a team and you're working in someone who's actually playing the monster it made this really kind of dynamic uh levels like scope like the way you played the levels just changed no matter like how many times you played the same level or the same monster over and over again you always had to take them down differently because it's a different person playing them but your team specifically everybody had a role to play which was such an interesting thing and kind of like a breath of fresh air because there's so many games where like you choose the medic or you choose the sharpshooter and it doesn't really matter who you're going to choose yeah, and because you're not going to play them the way that they're necessarily intended to play but involve but evolve you're going to lose if you don't and that's that's the whole thing about the game it's just a fascinating just a fascinating way to do a versus multiplayer game it was and a lot of fun Evolve was the first game to come up with like that kind of gameplay, correct? Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, like the first like big one, at least, to yeah. do it. Yeah, and then they kind of, slowly, games have taken that over. We've seen, like, Friday the 13th did yep. a sim, like, similar which version was, of it. Yeah, was, which is a great game. game. Yeah, it was so I, much fun yeah, playing that one. But, I think Evolve was one of those ones that, like, again, I would have loved to have gotten into and would have loved to have checked out if I had, like, that group of friends that I had that played it. But, like, yeah. I never seemed to, like, match up systems, which might be a personal issue. I never seemed to match up systems with, like, any, like, people that play, like, a lot of similar games that I do. But I'm also not a big multiplayer online gamer, so I tend to play stuff for a little bit, and then, like, I won't touch it for a so long time. So, any, uh, any lonely listeners out there, Jim is looking for friends. <laughs> Please. Uh, to play games with. No, uh, I think... Thanks for adding that last part in, by the way. <laughs> to play games with friends to play games with. Strictly friends. Yeah. Um, friends with gaming benefits. Um, so I think that Evolve is an interesting choice because, like I said, it, it, as far as I know, it's the first game to really put that like 1v4. There could have been more before that, but I'm not sure. But it was, was the first one that really... Game that that. Yeah, yeah, it's the one that really hit big. Yeah. And it was so big that it made such a splash in that genre that, like you said, you have Friday the 13th, you have Dead by Daylight, and then Overwatch has an, a mode too where, like, Winston, the the um, the giant gorilla, is, like, 1v a bunch of maze that are trying to capture him. So it's like okay. they made that Evolve-type gameplay right. into, like, their own minigame. You no, know, it's, it's really unfortunate that it was, like, mired in such controversy because it was, honestly, gameplay-wise, a great game. The humor was just great from each character. Every character was distinct in what they could do, and the DLC characters were great, too. And the monsters were all very unique. No monster felt like another monster. And while some needed to be fixed a little bit because of how difficult they could be, I mean, it still was fun to play regardless but you did need kind of a group too yeah. it is one of those games you need it's kind of like payday you need a group makes it more fun it's just more interesting that way jim what do you deem honorable in your eyes awesome so my honorable mention for this is going to be metro and i believe it was specifically last light that i had a chance to play and it was one that i never ever like even knew about until again it was free for playstation plus like users so i downloaded it played it and i loved it it's it's in my honorable mention list because I never had a chance to finish it, but I do have some very memorable like aspects of it and in the way of like, I mean it really brought a couple of new elements in the way that, like you had to have 
air filters for going on under the surface. Like you really had to have that. And it was like always that like there's something creeping in the grass like next to you when you were out on the surface or like walking through the, the underground tunnels. But I ran into a glitch in the game that allowed me to never finish the game because I could not get past that part. It kept freezing on one specific part and no matter how many times I exited and restarted the game and got back into it, even went back to a last save, as soon as I got to that one part, my entire system froze. Was that Ubisoft that made that? I Who don't was that remember. That made that? Yeah, look, look that up real quick. Um, I don't think it was. I have never played the Metro games, but I've seen them on Steam on sale, and I've really, really wanted to pick I've them up. I've always wanted to play one. I have not played one, but I, I mean, I've heard the they're fun games. Yeah, yeah, I need to play them. But I, I'm glad you keep bringing up the PlayStation Plus and like the Xbox Game Pass and all that stuff, because I think it's a brilliant way for them to market these games. I actually got Rocket League for free when it first came out. For free, yeah, because it was on PS Plus. That's the PS, what, in, uh, what like what that, the free games for the month. That's what got me into Borderlands was getting it for free. Like I had a buddy who tried several times to get me to play it with him, but I just, for some reason, it just never clicked until I had it for free that one time. So like that PlayStation Plus and Xbox systems that they have really has also introduced me to so many like third-party indie games that yep. I never even knew I would have so much fun with, but, like, you know, yep. I went through and I got 100% of them or, like, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, like, that's such a great, like, system that they have in place. Yeah, and Metro's a slow game, right? It's a slow burn? Yeah, it's another one of those, um, like, survival horror type in a way where it's not as much, like, Bioshock or like Dead Space or mm -hmm. things like that. There is, but it's it's like creeping around. And yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. not you're not running and gunning. Yeah. There is there is a certain slowness to it. It's kind of I think if I could really match it up to a game, it would be a little bit closer to um, uh, Last of Us in terms of like how you're having to walk around the world and how it's not like a fast paced game and like that that's probably like how I would compare the pace of it to. So who ended up making uh, Metro? Um I don't know cuz I can't see who cool. it was. So I was going to say uh, I think Naughty Dog will appreciate you comparing them to uh, whoever made Metro. <laughs> <laughs> cuz Last of Us is amazing. Deep and everybody Silver. knows it. Uh, Deep Publish Silver? Publishers, yeah, Deep, Deep Silver. Silver. Publisher, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Deep Silver is going to appreciate that you compared Metro to uh, to Last of Us. All right. Uh, so Dishonorable, if we don't get a soundbite, I'll just go boo, and that'll be our soundbite. Um, so let's move right on to uh, Dishonorable uh, mentions. My Dishonorable mention. So we got to have one Dishonorable. It's going to catch flack from everybody, right? Everybody's going to. We got to give people a reason right. to hate this show. Okay. <laughs> um, my Dishonorable is Overwatch. I, let me start off by saying I love Overwatch. I love the game. I love playing it. Haven't the reason it. that it's on my dishonor. I haven't played it. I think <laughs> we're gonna. I think we're gonna cause more of an uproar. So you guys are gonna, you not liking it because I. So you guys are gonna bow out, okay, and I'm just okay. gonna talk in vain. Yeah, I, I, I will say I'll let you finish real quick. But I will say the reason why I never played it is because I had quite a few friends that played it in a group together, and they broke off from it within a week. It was a quick. They were done. That's my so, fear of playing it. That's my fear is I'm going to play it for a week and then be over it. So I like the game. I like the gameplay. It's fun. Especially when you have friends. It's obviously one of those games that it's better with with groups of people. And you can be tactical if you want. You know, I'm going around this way. You go around this way. All that stuff. But um, the reason that I don't... The, the reason that it's on my Dishonorable is because they're kind of starting to fizzle out with the amount of content that they're putting into it. So there's like, like right now, 
I don't know if it's still going on, but they had the anniversary where you get all the cool new skins and cool like emotes and all the stickers and all this stuff. I couldn't bring myself to play it. Even though I wanted those skins, they were so cool looking. I just can't play the same thing over and over and over again. And they put out new maps, but they're starting to slow down. They put out a character every once in a while, but it's just not enough to keep me coming back. Like there's other games that are popping up right now that I'm like, I would much rather play this than than just- I think that kind of stuff makes it, games like that kind of overwhelming for me too, because it just feels like so much that you're having to try to grind against sometimes. And like, I don't know, for me, it's a little discouraging when you like get into something like that and you see everyone that already has it, because like, I don't have the time or the money to put into that kind of stuff, but yet people are like, you know, putting so much money, putting so much time. Yeah. But with that being said, I do like watching the game because I know you and I, Josh, get together a lot and we watch, well, Overwatch League. Yeah, we yeah. watch Overwatch League. And that's honestly like fun to watch. Like, I feel like I can root for teams. and. But that's also a, like, I know when you, when you come over, I come over and, and we watch it. It's not like we pay a hundred. It's one of those things you can just yeah. put on in the background and it's like, oh, cool. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're getting their the ultimate. Thing. They're rocking this team. And yeah. so. And, and again, that's kind of the thing is like, it doesn't hold our attention enough. Yeah. And again, but I think that's also like due to overexposure too, because there is so much content. Like I feel like anytime anyone talks about video games, like Overwatch is like something that comes up, especially well, like with PC gamers and stuff. So it's a conversation for another, another show completely, but it, I listen to a, a podcast called The Instance and they talk about, you know, all things Blizzard and we can get into the whole Blizzard Activision thing and how like, it could be Activision messing up all, you know, it, whatever it is. It is what it is. It's on my dishonorable list. It's not coming off until they, uh, dishonorable. Yeah. Until they, uh, one last note on that for me is like, I do have a little bit of saltiness towards, um, Overwatch because it came out right at the same time as, um, see, I can't even remember the name of the game. Uh, it came out right at the same time as another online multiplayer game, and it completely oh, blew them out of the so water. So it came out the same time as Battleborn. Yes, as Gearbox's Battleborn. I yeah, I used to talk about Battleborn because I played it and I thought it was awful, and I just didn't. I wanted to give that game a shot, but I feel like it just it never had a chance because Overwatch came. Out. I own it because I, I picked it up for three dollars at GameStop. I own it because you picked it up for three dollars at GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> And we still haven't played it. Yeah, no, we haven't. <laughs> you bought it for us to play together. I wasted three dollars on it. <laughs> All right, uh, Cameron, let's right. hear what you got. So, for you want to talk about things that are you know not exactly popular choices for dishonorable mentions? This one is definitely it's got a nice balance between. Oh, the good two. lord! No, I'm not. It's not <laughs> as bad as you think. Probably my dishonorable mention is Destiny. It's I. So let me say this. I played Destiny a lot. I burned through the game. I burned through every single character you can play as. I got everything you can for each one of them. I had saves that I had deleted and restarted. So I had done all of the grinding that you can do on the first game, and I had played it with buddies. I had done the vaults, and it just, by the end of it, it just wasn't worth it, honestly. There was no end game that made it worth it. There was nothing that felt like I was justified in spending all the time playing the game. And then Destiny 2 comes out, which is supposed to be a continuation of your character. That was the original idea. That's what everyone thought. And then they come up with this hilarious story idea of, oh, but we got attacked, so you lose everything. And then we're going to come out with new classes, but those new classes are just reskinned old classes. They basically just kind of flipped around the character models and just kind of added a couple new details. But Destiny for me just overhyped 
not a fun grinding game. There, the maps were all very linear, so you just you'd played the same map so many times after finishing it, and just I don't know, it just wasn't great to me. Uh, I can agree because I know Jim and I played it together on PS4, and I was like super well. into it. I have a buddy that's really into it. He like gets into the lore and he gets yep. to it, and I respect that. Whatever. I really like World of Warcraft. I really like the lore. I know a lot of people are burned out on that and don't play it. So I respect that he sticks with Destiny. I couldn't do it. I yeah. I, just... I had a I had a pretty big kick with it for a while because I was the one that actually like got you to want to like play it again too. But I found I was doing a lot of the same stuff and like all I was doing was just so, like. Honestly, I think it came back to the reason I started playing Destiny Two is because it was free on yes, PS that's, that's, Network that's the or whatever. Why I picked it up. Yep, that's exactly. How At I least more free it. games. So, <laughs> so, it wasn't a waste of money. So it's a big gamble, right? For those PS now, for the PS uh, Plus, like like free games, right? It can either make your day or like ruin your life. <laughs> but I mean, like that also like is a good way to probably bring people in who never played it before because like now you got you probably have a whole big market of people who are I definitely playing got hours out of it because it was too. free. Yeah, so I they and here's the funny thing about Destiny too is like I played the beta originally playing Destiny. I was like, oh, this is really fun. I think the gameplay of Destiny is really really fun. It just it doesn't go anywhere. It's like they might as well have given me a gun with great gameplay and walked me down a hall every single level because that's what it feels like. I've seen the same enemies every single time. I know this guy is going to be around this building. That guy's going to be around that. That's building. yeah. Especially exactly with what, two, right? Because two just has the same enemies. I didn't play two. I have friends I, that play. Uh, we, I feel like you yeah. and I ran into that when we were on that like sky like city like deal like the oil rig type of and yeah. we were running through. Like I felt like it was like we go to this area, there's all these enemies. We go to the next area, there's all these enemies, and like it's it it, it's yeah. like kind of like the almost the same thing, just running and it. While it looked very like open in a sense, it was a very linear. Yep, it's very game. Corridor. Like that's what I yeah. got. Like it is. A, it's kind of a lie, honestly, because you go into the. It's the pretty game good lie though. With it is, and it's, <laughs> it is. It's yeah. well done at first. It's a pretty game. It's got good gameplay, and it's got multiple worlds. But they might as well have just put all of those in one building because that's what it feels like. It just yeah. yeah. You're running. You're running straight line down the. To, but to I don't think you realize end. it until after you beat the like after you, you get to the end game it. and until start you do doing multi- stuff and over and over. Until you do the wall multiple. Time. Right, and then I was waiting for the DLC, and that's why I kind of just pushed through, and I made so many characters, and I played the game so much, mm-hmm. and then you get the DLC, and you're like, this is exactly what I've already played. See, for someone who didn't <laughs> play it as much like that, um, I did kind of enjoy the DLCs, because it was a little bit different from the norm. Like, I enjoyed having the Mars DLC, and it be, like, almost like an Egyptian, like, I, ancient type I, of, like... I think the thing to say about the DLC, and I do see this with games every now and then, now especially, when it's easier to release them sooner is the DLC was the complete game and that's the problem with Destiny. The DLC should have come out with the game. Yeah. Do you remember that when you used to be able to unlock the whole game just by playing it instead well, of so I think That was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of the issue, right? Is that that was their marketing scheme is they sold you an incomplete game. Right. Isn't that every yeah. like kind of but this was like a blatant like oh play through this and then the rest of it's going to come out and you got to pay $20 more it would have been fine if they would have made it $30 and then the DLC was $20 that's 50 bucks that's a complete game essentially but yeah. each DLC you make your money back. was like $30 we're seeing it in yeah. a lot of other games now this is like a whole other episode conversation I will say that but we are seeing it in a lot of other games I mean you look at something like for instance GTA 5 when it came out 
it it promised like so much from its online mode and all of this, and we didn't get that until we got into the next generation of consoles. And then you get look at like Red Dead, the new one, and their online mode. First of all, it doesn't release with the game. Second of all, it's a beta with the game. So it's part of the full game, but it's a beta when the game's released. Doesn't make sense to me. And I like I heard it just came out of beta, and that's kind of what Destiny felt like. It was the same thing. So not to beat a dead horse, but could GTA be a first-person shooter because you have the first-person option? Okay, see, this is what we've gone over, and that's why, like, for instance, I wouldn't list Fallout 3 as one of my favorite first-person shooters because Fallout 3, you can play first-person, you're not... It's more of an RPG, yeah. First-person for me is you're forced to play that perspective. So yeah, which yeah, which would make sense because I was kind of thinking like Fallout Four, like I do enjoy it, but again, like you do have the option. But I, just, I do feel like a game like Fallout Four might be easier in first person. I just like to be a rebel, guys. <laughs> he likes to be a rebel, but let me put it like this: yeah. Splinter Cell Blacklist had two different versions of gameplay. One character you play is the normal third perspective spy. The other character you actually play is first person with a gun. And you're just kind of like running down halls. So, and that's also not a first-person game. So, all right, we got to move right along here. Um, We're gonna go over to Jim, who is gonna tell us what game he thinks is dishonorable. So, I feel like this might also fall within the same like, is it a first-person shooter? But I. Is it the first portal? Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, because I gotta say, like, No Man's Sky. Like, would you guys consider that a first-person shooter? I wouldn't consider it a shooter. I would consider it a first-person, like, exploration. I would consider it as much of a shooter as I would Minecraft. And that's... Yeah. yeah. Pretty much almost nothing. Okay. Or, like, Seven Days to Die or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, we can talk crap about No Man's Sky. It did have a really <laughs> shitty release. It did, and which was really unfortunate. I think that's what puts it, like, on my dishonorable list is because I was so looking forward to that game. It's because you can't shoot things in first person in that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I, why I it makes you dishonorable. It makes sense it's now. It's so, like, I was so looking forward to that game. There was so much that I wanted from that game. That game was going to be, like one of my big games of the year. I was so looking forward to hopping online and exploring brand new world that no one had ever touched with friends. But then Turns I out there's no online. Yeah, there's That's zero the... online and if there is you like there's zero chance of you running into anybody on even the, like you yes, know, see, which remember... is funny because I think people ran into each other like the first hour or something. No, they really no cuz there happened. wasn't a line when no, it first Here's jumped. what happened is they promised the online and they promised that it was going to be very difficult to run into people. And then these two guys found the same planet. They happened to find the exact same planet in the solar system. They went to the exact same spot on the planet. Couldn't see each other. And they couldn't see each other. Couldn't see each other. They weren't in the game. They weren't in the same game. Nope. And then it came out that the game didn't actually have it online mode like it was promised. Nope. It was a huge uh, lie. Yeah, we it want to talk about fair, a lie. Yeah. That was one of the biggest lies. But I think, I think I don't even care that's not a first person shooter. That is straight up that's what That's what disappointed me so much. But on top of that too, like finding out that it is a very like Minecraft esque game is you can't get from planet to planet without scavenging for resources on the planet you just landed on because your ship does not have the ability to keep going to each planet you have to basically rebuild parts of your ship oh that's annoying um, to like that's... get back to you have to like find fuel you have to re like re like fix parts and you know and like you so that's going to be a hard pass for me yeah and I'm so I'm curious cuz I I've heard that they've done a lot of fixes for it and I I'm curious to check it out I still own the game there are I, I, I so many other it. games at this point that you should do. It's it's a perfect I, example of too little, too late. I know. You, you made your like, bed, you got to sleep in it. I still bought it because I, I got it for cheap. 
because I wanted to still see Good. what it was like to see if it was something that <laughs> I, I could, so. that I could like just play in my off time and my downtime, almost like a Minecraft type of game where you're like, you know, you just want to kind of relax and just like casually play a game. Yeah. But even then, when I found out that like you couldn't jump from planet to planet without scavenging and fixing, I was like, I'm not going to sit here for an hour and scavenge yeah. just to jump to a new planet. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this has nothing to do with first-person shooters, but since we're on the topic of Minecraft-like games, if you want a more fun, more laid-back, and very adorable game uh, like Minecraft, but planet jumping, play Astroneer. Astroneer. That, that is such a fun okay. game. It is weirdly just calming. It's relaxing. There, there are enemies, but it's not about the enemies. It's yeah. about having fun, relaxing. You can play with friends too. It's a really fun game. Another note on No Man's Sky, there is security drones on some of the planets that will come and attack you for like no apparent reason, and that's super annoying. Who's security drones? I that's don't know. It's like, like Grand Theft Auto, right? If you go around and you like punch an animal on the planet, they like come after you. Yeah. From what I've seen. And, and, yeah. and it, it, that game was just such a massive letdown, and yeah. I wanted it. I wanted so much more from it, and but I wanted that it to be a great game. Mention. Yeah, that is a great. Really, I, yeah, I, I know it's not, not a first person shooter, yeah. but I. I mean. It and it has those elements so it's it does because you can you can attack and kill those robots you are expected to be able to shoot yep. from certain guns to destroy it's just so dishonorable that it crosses genres <laughs> <laughs> into being dishonorable it's such a big disappointment well that is all the time we have for this show more. this time yeah, yeah. Uh, appreciate you sticking with us if you've made it this far um, we do have a Facebook now. It's going to be uh, List This Podcast. So if you search that, give us a like. We are on Twitter at List This Podcast. Um, you can find me at Jaws Expert on Twitter. Jim, where can I, we find you on Twitter? Oh. I don't use Twitter, but you can find me there. Yeah, I don't really use my Twitter. You can find me. Um, I do try to get into it every now and again, but you can find me at Hold My Jimbles. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> But you can't actually hold his jimbles. No, please don't. <laughs> Cameron, any... Uh... I, I'm, I'm on Twitter as well, if you want to try and find me. I don't remember what it is, though. Um, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Instagram as thatcameronguy22. So if you ever look up on there, you'll find me there. Cool. We, uh, we appreciate you joining us, and we hope you come back for our next episode. Until awesome. then, I'm Josh. I'm Cameron. And I'm Jim. Thanks for having me, guys. See you later.